0: Welcome to Jim Palmer's Stick Like Blue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Jim Palmer is a marketing and business building expert, author, speaker, and an in-demand coach. He's the founder of the Dream Business Academy and Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind Program. Jim is the host of Newsletter Guru TV, the hit weekly web TV show based on Jim's smart marketing and business building advice. Check it out at www.newsletterguru.tv. And now, please welcome the host of Stick Like Glue Radio, Jim Palmer.
1: Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers. So they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Those are always great things in anybody's business. I'm I'm your host, Jim Palmer, Dream Business Coach, and I'm committed, as always, to helping you build a more profitable business faster. I'm so excited, folks, about this week's show. My guest is Dave Denniston, and let me give you a brief introduction so we can get him right on. Dave Denniston is the author of The Freedom Formula for Physicians, a prescription for first-class financial health for doctors, and and this book is – written to explain the six dimensions of retirement preparation, including how to plan and prosper, uh, debt elimination, tax strategies, cutting-edge investment strategies, etc. In the Freedom Formula, Dave um, shares his approach to retirement planning, which all starts with an understanding of his client's life and their financial goals. I am excited to talk to Dave because I'm going to be 58 this year. Dave, how you doing, man? Welcome to Stick Like Glue Radio.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jim. It is my honor and my pleasure to be here with you.
1: Awesome. So I know um, your day job, as you would say, you're a financial planner and and an advisor, and um, you've written a number of books. I'm curious because, you know, my audience is largely made up of entrepreneurs. And so what was your entrepreneurial journey? Did you go right from school, start your own place, or what did that look like? That is a
2: great question, and I wish we had an hour uh, because that's probably how long it would take me to do all the details. Uh, But to make a long story short, I graduated from college. I had worked with a financial planner, and I knew that that's the direction that I wanted to go. So I started out door knocking with Edward Jones, uh, which is where I got licensed. This was in Seattle area of Washington, and that just didn't work out. got super burned out, Uh, but I made it a whole year, which was awesome. And then I was working with another financial advisor as an employee uh, because I just, at that point, wasn't ready really to run my own business. And the years go by. I was there for about four years, and we really prospered quite a bit. And I got to the point where I had been blessed with receiving an inheritance from my aunt. And I knew that the in looking at some of the clients we're working with, that the most prosperous clients were business owners. So that's what I wanted to be. And my boss was going through a divorce at the time, and I was basically running the show and taking care of clients and running all the investment models. And I said, you know what? I'm ready to take a leap of faith. And so my wife and I made an acquisition. It was actually eight years ago in 2008. August 1st, 2008 was the closing of the deal. It ended up being over a $1 million acquisition. And wow. what happened just a month later, uh, Lehman Brothers and AIG and all of these horrible things, uh, as a matter of fact, my wife and I were in Greece on our five-year anniversary when that happened, and uh, it was it was nuts. And to say the least, it was an incredibly difficult time period in our marriage, incredibly hard time for cash flow, and just trying to keep things going when I had made this literal $1 million acquisition. Uh, but we stuck it out, and we really... Spent a lot of time thinking and praying and and working and taking care of clients, and we made it out the other side. And here we are eight years later now, uh, and I've really been on this journey of i made this acquisition, but I didn't really, outside of clients I already had in Seattle, didn't have to create my business. And so the last eight years as an author, uh, writing several books, getting my name out there, uh, hunting down business—it's been a big learning experience for me, for sure.
1: So you, uh, so this million-dollar acquisition—you bought an, an ongoing uh, business. I'm guessing in the financial planning uh, industry—is that—is that fair? That's right. Yeah. So it's—it's it's,
2: to make a long story short, I had originally bought the business, but I ended up acquiring the clients. So okay. Uh, Technically, I'm a sole proprietor, although I'm a partner in our organization, so I have my own S-Corp and stuff like that for various tax advantages um, that we'll probably touch on at some point. Uh, But uh, for the most part, uh, I really see myself as a business owner, as a sole proprietor, um, growing my business. I just happen to have the support of staff around me and some other good resources.
1: Well good for you. How long how long was the uh the, the dark hole so to speak from from uh you know that that bad time in the financial sector? Was it a year or two that you were really kind of scrimping by and then you kind of rebounded or or how how long were you kind of in the soup?
2: Yeah, great question. It was it was a little over a year.
1: Uh March 2009,
2: nearly we were recording this on March 24th. March, uh, I think it was 9th, 2009, was the bottom of the market. So things had fallen from the acquisition by about 30% to 40% from when I acquired to when the bottom of the market was. And then things started getting better um, between March and August. Um, But it wasn't certainly hugely improved. That took all the way back until 2012 before the market really got back to where it was. By the time I, uh, from the time I made the acquisition.
1: So you know, I I heard you say that you pr- you pray earlier, so that's that's a good thing. When there's a lot of people going through tough times, some going through, some right now, some have gone through, etc. I mean, escaping escaping tough times as a business owner is is just not going to happen sooner or later we're going to go through some crap so what did you do to get through the the year or so and and start turning the corner i mean did you just really focus on client retention relationships i mean kind of what what was what was a little nub of what you did there
2: that's a great question jim
1: i think reflecting back on the time i mean
2: for me i'm such an advocate for the people i work with uh so Mm -hmm. first and foremost And taking care of clients was my biggest priority. And then uh, luckily was still had enough available and resources after everything settled out that I could still start trying to spend some some money on marketing and exploring different programs and growing the business. And so I've always said since then, you know, there's really three different ways I want to grow my business through acquisition, which I still would do again, by the way, uh, but it would have to be right circumstances. I learned a number of different lessons from that. Number two is through marketing and number three being organic growth. So pulling on all three of those levers is still my goal. And that's how we made it out of that time period was with doing some marketing, taking good care of people, getting a few referrals. Certainly some business got lost along the way from people that I didn't know uh, too much, you know, from before the acquisition, but Overall, some of my favorite clients are some of those acquisition people, and they've stuck with me for the last eight years plus and are happy clients, and uh, I'm so happy to report that, hey, this can be done. You can get in this huge hole in your life, um, and to be honest with you, you know, there's been times I've dealt with depression, times that I've been frustrated, and I've just been reading a book recently that I highly recommend called Cash in a Flash by Mark Victor Hansen and Bob. Uh, Allen, Robert G. Allen, which talks mm-hmm. a lot on mindset and going through some of those exercises has been wonderfully beneficial for me to focus on the positive and keep the focus on the vision rather than dealing with the thoughts of negativity that are very easy to overwhelm you.
1: Yeah. I mean, my late, my last book called Decide was largely a, a mindset book, and I talk a lot about it, the things that held me back and um, – you know, head trash and dealing with debt and things like that. So, um, I mean, it's really important. I mean, I, I don't want to just quickly gloss over that. I mean, I always tell, you know, folks, my clients, et cetera, you can be the best at what you do. You can be the most skilled financial guy, whatever. And if you don't have the right mindset, you you will be the impediment that's going to, you know, hold your hold your career and your business back. So, you know, fixing uh, what's going on between the ears is every bit as important as staying up on all the latest <laughs> tax laws and things like that. So um, absolutely. I want to, Dave, I want to spiral. Um, I want to get as much as I can in here. So, you know, I think a lot of people, um, if they think about retirement, in my opinion, in this, in this uh, country right now, they're not thinking about it until it's getting very, very late. Right. And I don't know whether They just don't think about it, whether they think, oh, it'll be okay, I'll have time, you know, I'm sure there's unemployment. There's all kinds of reasons, but, you know, I think, you know, you you can probably uh, speak to this. There's a a huge percent of our population that's not going to be ready for retirement, right, and they're just so – well, you, you and then So I want to spend a few minutes talking about this, pick your brain as much as I can. Then I want to focus on what I – one of the things I admire about you is you focus on doctors because it's really important to niche yourself. But anyway, let's stay with the broader topic of retirement. How do you help people? Say somebody comes in and they're 40 or 50 or whatever and they're just getting started. What are some of the things that uh, you can advise them to do so they're not going to be a greeter at Walmart when they're 90?
2: Right. Well, you know, I often tell people we have choices, right, in terms of how we want to live, what we want to do. And I'm not there to tell anyone how to live their life. You know, it's just within your means. You know, if you want to work till 70 and you want to enjoy life, that's awesome. But if you're like most of us and you want to retire earlier than that, then there's some certain things we got to do. Um, Number one thing that I recommend to everyone is to be debt free. And so all of everybody all of us out there as business owners we've got to work to be as lean and mean as possible with our personal expenses the biggest of which for most of us is debt and you know people like to discuss the mortgage write off and whether or not you should have debt on your house and for me i found before i made the acquisition i actually had no debt uh, no student loans no car loans no a mortgage on the house, and we were able to be living free in our 20s. Uh, and as I made the acquisition, that flipped on me. And we've uh, ended up paying down hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and we're in so much of a better position now that we have so much freer of a lifestyle. So for me, getting rid of debt is one of the biggest components. I mean, just imagine how would it feel to not have to pay $2,000 a month? Every every month, if that bill is gone, how great would that mm. be? So be phenomenal. Every, do that first. You know, It's got to be one of the big steps. The other big thing that I tell a lot of physicians, and this goes for a lot of business owners, is three simple words. Pay yourself first. And that could be in a retirement account for a lot of employees that could be socking away money there because you get a match. Take that free money. Uh, That could be in terms of just setting aside money in a separate account where you don't see it every month. I think so many of us, we see money in the bank account and, hey, we can spend it, right? It's there for us to use to put more in social media as a business owner or to do another marketing program and next thing you know it's gone. So I think socking away the money is important. Uh, But I think the other thing as business owners we have to think about is, is our investment plans for our business. And incorporating that is incredibly important. With the big picture, because if you're not putting any money in your business, it's going to be very difficult to grow it just organically for most of us. So I think putting those plans on paper, coming up with a strategy, and then adjusting it as you go, are some of the best things that I know has helped me and countless clients that I work with.
1: You know, it seems like the uh, the variables that we don't know how long we're we going to live. Are, you know, are we going to stay healthy? You know how in the world do you begin to plan for how much you're going to need? Because the, as I say, the greatest variable is how long you're going to be around. Yeah, I mean you can predict inflation or you at least prepare for it. You, there's a lot of things you can do, but isn't it, it, You feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just the host. Is that the biggest variable that you deal with when you're when you're helping people plan?
2: You know what, Jim? Honestly, I, I think that the the long the length of living doesn't really determine most people's financial future. Uh, hmm. The mistakes and biggest pitfalls I've seen, uh, there was a a client that had retired. He was 62. He had $200,000 in investments. And as we ran the numbers, it's like we have a very small margin of error. And this person was an incredible smart individual. He had been serving in the Vietnam War uh, and he was just tired and, and just didn't feel like he could go on it anymore. And what ended up happening, his daughter lost a job. They started supporting the daughter. Uh, Mom couldn't afford the house anymore. Mom comes and lives with them. Next thing you know, they're supporting all these people, and that $200,000 within two years went to zero. Oh, no. And I've seen this happen several times. People making good money, $150,000 a year. Uh, I have a friend that he makes half a million bucks and he saves nothing, zero. And so I think being aware of your living expenses, being aware of your flow is so important in understanding when you can retire and what that looks like. So for me, I think the expenses line is really the biggest determinant of when someone can retire uh, rather than just looking at age because that's what kills you and that's what kills your assets. Is the stuff happens factor in life, the unexpected things, like those kind of situations and being prepared for it and knowing, can I really do this without sacrificing my financial future? Let's look at college today, right? I mean, how much does it cost today to go to college? Too much. (laughs) 20 grand a year, right, for a lot of public institutions? Minimum, Yeah. Yeah. You know, private institutions, forty grand a year. And I have to tell you there are some clients that I'm very concerned about that we have come to Jesus meetings about that paying for their kids' college education is going to set them back years from retiring. So these are the kinds of things we really have to think about now uh, so you're not getting put back to having to work until you're 80 years old.
1: Right. You know – um just a funny story. So my wife and I were uh, meeting with our financial uh, advisor and looking over expenses and stuff like that. And I I have a boat; it's my passion. And she goes, "How much do you spend on boat gas a year?" And then she goes, "Oh, do you not want to answer in front of your wife? Because I don't want to. I'm not going to get rid of my boat. I just that is that is my sanctuary. But anyway, you know, it is it is the expense side of things. I guess you really have to take into account. Let's switch gears a little bit because I could really. Um, Talk to you for half an hour just on retirement. I think it's an important topic, and maybe maybe I'll have to uh, get you back in a in a month or so. But um, one of the things you're doing um, to market yourself, I mean, as as an entrepreneur, we all need to be marketing ourselves. Is you know, I've noticed just really by the very nature of your um, the book title uh, that you're focusing on physicians now. You and I know and everybody knows that the skill and talent you have as a financial advisor, I mean, that works across multiple industries, spectrums, whatever you want to say, but you're focusing on physicians. How and why did you come up with that?
2: Yeah, thanks for asking, Jim. Uh, Well, what happened nearly four years ago was Mother's Day, May 12th i May 13th, actually, 2012. My birthday is May 12th, so it was the day after my birthday. My wife and I had our youngest child. And if you can imagine this, she was 23 weeks gestationally, and that's out of 40 weeks gestationally. She was Mm -hmm. due in September of 2012. She came out in May. Guess how much she weighed, Jim?
1: A pound and a half.
2: Less. She was less than that. She wasn't two pounds. She wasn't one pound. She was 12.4 ounces. (gasps)
1: Wow.
2: And I remember being there in the operating room. They they take this tiny child who they gave less than a 40% chance of living. They take her out, and she has translucent skin. She gives a little squawk, and it's gone. Rush her over to the other side of the room after I cut the umbilical cord, and they're trying to get this air tube down her mouth. And I was just sitting there being a person of faith, just praying. Was like, oh, my gosh, please let her make it, let her make it. And she did. And uh, so it was a harrowing period where a lot of ups and downs. But we were in that NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, for nearly five months. And she came home on oxygen. And here we are years later, and she is just doing wonderfully. So in that time, I got to know a lot of the residents and fellows. And to be honest, I wasn't working with Many doctors, but as I reflected on the experience and, and the people that I talked with, I really wanted to give back to the community. And so I started out writing articles and then multiple books, and then my last book that you mentioned at the beginning of the interview, The Freedom Formula for Physicians. And then I have my own podcast, The Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, named after the book as well. So there's all these media that I've been doing. And, and like I said, for the most part, as we all know, books itself themselves are really not the money maker right you know it's it's the relationships that you're building with people uh in the meantime because there's dozens and hundreds of people i would have never been able to reach if not for the book and so for me i've just been doing different systems uh doing some social media investing some money there and it's it's been a great experience overall very rewarding emotionally as well as uh, financially in, in going after this niche. And certainly there's other niches near and dear to my heart. So small business owners are another niche near near and dear to my heart. So I've been working on a book there. It's probably another year and a half away before that comes out. Um, and by the way, the reason I'm writing books, uh, after doing the door knocking experience, uh, I know that that face-to-face cold calling sales is not me. And as I went through this journey of the last 15 years, I had to figure out what fits to my strengths. And for me, I love teaching. I love content, and so I consider myself a content marketer. And so that that's what a lot of this has been around for me. But frankly, even if no money came, I'd probably still be doing this stuff just because I love it and I love giving back, but certainly there's a lot of financial rewards that come along with it too when you're serving your audience and doing good stuff.
1: Wow it's really a a remarkable story. I can't imagine what it would be like to see your little your little baby that that young. Holy smokes. Could, was she in the hospital for a, quite a while I'm I'm presuming?
2: Yeah, so from mid-May to almost the beginning of October of 2012. Wow. And then lo- lots and lots and lots of doctor's visits since that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were concerns with her lungs, her eyes, I mean pretty much everything. We saw every specialist ophthalmologists who specialize in eyes, um, pulmonary people, obviously the need intensive care people, um, just so many different physicians, and I'm so grateful to that community because uh, my, doc- my daughter is in such a great spot compared to uh, many of her peers.
1: Wow. Hey, let me ask you about um... – chapter uh, two in your book it's five steps to get out of debt and we're we're starting to run down the time but can you briefly describe because i really believe debt is one of the crushing things and first of all in our economy for our country but also for so many people um, business owners um, you know uh, non-business owners alike so what are some of the things you can uh, talk about as far as getting out of debt
2: yeah well here's here's a couple of rules that i'd like to pass on to everyone who's listening for them to think about as actionable content number one thing that I'd like everyone to do is just map out your balance sheet so where are your assets where your liabilities you want to know draw a roadmap for yourself so you, you know where your cities are on your map so how much do you have in debt what's the interest rate is it variable or is it fixed and how much are you paying to? What's the minimum payment versus what you're currently paying? So that's step one that everyone needs to do is just map it out. And if, if you have a hard time doing this because you're not financially oriented, definitely look to a professional for help. Um, so that's step one. Step two that I encourage everyone to do is think about which debts are consumer, which debts are business debts, and which debts are home-based debts. So you have to understand the taxability for example for physicians after they're in practice where they're no longer a resident or fellow or in medical school now they're making too much money so student debt is no longer tax deductible so it becomes extremely important for a physician for example to pay off that debt quickly compared to your house which once you have a house that debt is tax deductible For as business owners our business debt is tax deductible Another simple rule that I use is what I call three golden rules. One of them being, if you have a debt that has three percent interest greater than another debt, you need to focus on that first. So, for example, credit card debts usually anywhere from ten percent to twenty-five percent. We got to get rid of those because that's so much larger than your house debt, which is probably at four, or three or and a half, or four and a half percent. So. I see a lot of people making the mistake of trying to do everything at once. And just like a good business owner, you got to focus on one thing at a time.
1: Focus on one debt
2: at a time. Knock them out.
1: That's uh that's really good advice. Um let's see uh okay, I got I got I got time for maybe one one more question. Let me ask you, what is one thing I should have asked you that I didn't so far as at least as far as uh the entrepreneurial world? needs to know about tax planning or or uh, mm. retirement planning excuse me gosh that that's a great
2: question um you know i think the one of the big things that a lot of business owners i see are missing out on are on some of the tax deductions and shelters there's a lot of business owners out there like you and i that don't have a retirement plan and it's so easy to do, and as a matter of fact, there are some that don't cost you a single cent, and you could sock away anywhere from fifteen grand to fifty grand a year. really easy to do and If you have the ability to do more beyond that, so many people aren't aware of a defined benefit plan. I have clients that are in that they're bringing in a million bucks and they're socking away tax deductible three hundred and fifty four hundred thousand dollars every single year so There's a couple of really awesome things everyone should be thinking about, whether you're just starting your business or you're extremely profitable and doing awesome, that you can be getting some really good tax deductions that you're probably not aware of.
1: Mm, Very cool. Um, How can people uh, connect with you and learn more about you and and get your awesome book, Dave? Dave?
2: Yeah, well, thank you, Jim. Yeah, the best place to reach me is on my podcast website, which is DoctorFreedomPodcast.com, which is where I have a lot of my content. So as people are interested in in funnels and want to see what what I do, uh, definitely check that out, Uh, and I have links to multiple of my books for physicians there. Uh, If someone wants to reach out to me because they're ready to take a step and would like some help with some of these cool ideas which we just don't have time to cover, they're more than welcome to email me at Dave, D-A-V-E at David, D-A-V-I-D, Denniston, D-E-N-N-I-S-T-O-N dot com. And additionally, I would like to make available for your listeners, Jim, if it's okay, Uh, one of one of the things that's really helped my business has been some of the automation but that I know that, that you're into, a lot of your guests have spoken to. And so I'm going to put together a, a web page that is to be built. Uh, uh, they're going to go to doctorfreedompodcastcom glue, and I am going to give to them five of the top tools I've been using that has been helping me to grow my business. So again, you go to drfreedompodcast.com glue to pick up those five tools.
1: That's awesome. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm sure my audience is uh, greatly uh, appreciative of that. Thank you, Dave. And thanks for being my guest. I uh, really appreciate your time.
2: Well, thank you for having me, Jim. It's been a pleasure.
1: Awesome. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Stick Like Glue Radio with Dave Denniston. Remember, Stick Like Glue Radio is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more. And refer more. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, your dream business coach, and I am always committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. Make sure you go to Dream Biz Academy, Dream B-I-Z Academy, and get your ticket for our next event. It's May 4th, 5th, and 6th in San Diego. It's the only event I'm doing this year, and we are three-quarters of the way sold out, so make sure you go there. That is a wrap. Watch for another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio this time next week. Until then, keep taking action. Keep moving forward and don't ever, ever, ever give up. Hey, go out there and do something nice for somebody today. You've been Take listening care, to
0: Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Stick Like Glue Radio features Jim Palmer's unique brand of smart marketing and business building advice for action oriented entrepreneurs. To make sure you don't miss a single profit boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.com. GetJimPalmer.com. To learn more about Jim's Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind program, visit www.dreambizcoaching.com. That's www.dreambizcoaching.com. If you know other entrepreneurs looking for the fastest way to hire profits in their business, please tell them about the Stick Like Glue radio podcast. Now, go and implement what you've learned and boost your profits. See you next week for more Stick Like Glue radio.